welcome to Cosmic CEO. I'm your host, Kinsey Madsen, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from marketing to branding to mindset. I am so glad you found your way here. Now, let's get into some juicy content. Hi, guys. I am so excited about this episode, but also slightly stressed because I know I'm going to forget so much. I sat down and was trying to make notes, and notes are just hard for me. (laughs) They never really result in... It's just hard for me to follow notes. It's easier for me just to let my voice go and to talk talk through things out loud. But the past week, well, I guess it's it's been a couple weeks now, but the week that I spent in London was so insane. Specifically, Mystery School was so fun and so magical. And I also know, like, it was a very ethereal experience, and so it's going to be really hard for me to explain exactly what kind of breakthroughs I had, what things I learned, um, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to, but first I would love to tell you my thoughts on London, how that all went. It was a really fun trip, so it was me, Lexi, and Cami. It was Lexi's birthday on the 29th of October, and so she came along for the ride, but uh, she's not really in, is into, like, retreats as me and Cami are, like, in self-development work and all of that. She does it, she does it naturally. I have this theory that <clears throat> if your profile lines, I would love to hear if this resonates with you. Also, my voice is, like, so scratchy. I don't know why it's happening. Maybe it's just because I'm sick. (laughs) Maybe I'm just simply sick. I always feel like there has to be, like, an explanation behind it where I'm like, maybe my throat chakra, blah, blah, blah. But maybe I'm also just sick because I was traveling. Um, But anyways, I have this theory with the profile lines that if you have a... um, like if your smaller line, because one of the things with human design is your profile line. If the smaller number comes first, you're here to do inner work. If the bigger number comes first, you're here to like more so serve people um, and like do outside work, if that makes sense. I'm probably explaining that wrong. But with that, I've noticed that the people who the smaller number comes first, they're more like self-development obsessed. And the people that the bigger number comes first, it more just like naturally happens for them. They naturally do those things. And so they're not like as obsessed with like retreats. Like I could literally go like to a retreat every single day for the rest of my life and I would be so fulfilled. Um, I also wonder if this is like a Sagittarius North Node thing, but it was, it was so good. I can't wait to tell you more about it. But anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm looping. (laughs) I'm slightly looping. So it was me, Cammie, and Lexi and none of us had been to London before. And I do have to say, I want to like say a big caveat or a big asterisk. Um, it was such a fun trip, but also I feel like London, I don't want to say it was underwhelming, but I think here was the problem. Every single person in the world had told me and Lexi that we would love London. Like literally, that's probably the city that I get told I would love the most, the absolute most. And so I think we had really high expectations going into the city. And honestly, for me, it felt like just a more spread out New York um, with really shitty food. (laughs) I'm not shitting 
on London because here's the thing. It was it like walking through the streets. I feel like you could just feel the magic and it was such a beautiful place. Like the streets are gorgeous. Every single building is gorgeous. It's very similar to Paris in that way where it's just like I feel like European cities, they just hit different. Um, that being said, I do feel like it took us a couple days to really get into it. And then by the time that we left, I was really sad to leave. I also have this theory where I think you can't, you truly can't judge a city until it's your second time visiting. Because the first time you're just figuring things out. Like by the end, we figured out restaurants that we loved and we figured out kind of how to navigate better. And so I don't know. I think maybe the first couple of days were just a little bit of overwhelm. And especially when you're like experiencing jet lag, my body literally, like my nervous system cannot relax. Like, and now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm knowing that traveling next time, especially if I'm like, you know, going back in time as you do when you go to, or I guess you're going forward in time. (laughs) I don't know. Hopping over that many time zones. I need to really be doing nervous system regulation while I'm over there because like literally the first few days I felt unsafe and we were staying in a part of town. We were staying in Shoreditch. If you know the London area, we were staying in an apartment. Um, and honestly, towards the end of the trip, like I felt completely safe there, but the first couple of days I was confident one of us was going to get attacked. (laughs) And now looking back, I'm like, I honestly think it was just my nervous system filling out of whack with a combination of there was really not that many people out on the streets where we were staying. And I do feel like that with London. Like, I feel like London is way less busy than New York. And we didn't go to a ton of touristy. I mean, we did like, you know, we went and looked at Buckingham Palace and we went to Piccadilly Circus is that what it's called? I think that's what they call their like roundabouts circuses, which is so cute. It is so cute. I have to say London feels very whimsical. Like everything about it felt really whimsical. I think the combination of feeling slightly unsafe in the area we were staying in, plus not being able to find good food started us off on the wrong foot. But I am confident if I went back, I would like slay that town. <laughs> but Cammy fell in love. She fell completely in love. It's her number one city now out of anything, like her favorite place that she's ever been. So anyways, and she had, it's, it's funny because that expectations conversation, she had really, she had zero expectations. She just had never thought about London, never thought about going there. And so I wonder if it's something like that. Cause when me and Lexi went to Paris, I had super low expectations because it was kind of like a reverse psychology thing where I was like no way is Paris actually as good as people make it like I'm sure it's cringe I'm sure it's boring I'm sure it's whatever and then I just absolutely loved Paris so I don't know I don't know if it's just like a a energy thing I don't know if it's a it's probably a combination of a lot of things. Um, but we kind of started figuring things out a few days in. We did we did a lot of shopping the first couple of days. We went and saw Book of Mormon, um, which was super funny. I do not recommend it if you are Mormon. It would be super offensive. I had heard before people like Mormons say that they went to it and they thought it was funny. If I had been to that when I was Mormon, I like would have for sure walking out. It would it would very much offend you if you're Mormon. If you're not Mormon, it was hilarious. And also super like 
crazy and wildly inappropriate like and I don't even really say that about things like I feel like I'm very raunchy but I was shocked um but it was also just so funny and I think because I used to be Mormon it felt like this little secret that like we were in London and like everybody watching this most of the people had probably never met a Mormon and so the fact that like we knew kind of a little bit more the jokes that were going on it just felt so crazy and so fun so that was amazing um we went to Notting Hill and shopped around and that was really fun something that I really want to compliment London on is their bathroom situations like in New York in Paris they're so snobby about using their bathrooms and like you could walk in anywhere in London and be like can I use your restroom and they would let you like I just feel like they were so much nicer and also the people in London were so nice so nice like I don't I mean they were very very chatty which was interesting but like they were so nice which was fun um it felt very safe I felt very safe there so that was the first half of the trip and then we ended up going to the mystery school so it was an evening and then three full days and we didn't it wasn't like a retreat I guess I know I called it a retreat but it was like a workshop or I think it was called like an intensive anyways it was three full days but we started with that one evening and um yeah, I guess I'll just get into talking about that. So the first night, well, when I got there, when I got to the gallery that it was being held at, I was shocked. Like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you see things in pictures and you're like, okay, cool. But you like think it's not going to be as good as the pictures. The pictures did not do this place justice. So you walk into like the gallery part of it, the art gallery, and then you walk across this outdoor courtyard and then there's just like these magical stairs. I post a picture on my Instagram and you climb them to the very top and then there's this room. It's called the clubhouse, I think. And it literally was giving like the most light academia, gorgeous vibes. You felt like you were in... I didn't feel like I was in Hogwarts because it was like, um, it was very, Hogwarts feels like dark, a lot darker to me. It feels more like dark academia. This felt like I was going to Harvard <laughs> or something, but something cooler than that. But like, it just felt so good. And that first evening, um, I don't even remember what we talked about and I'm not going to be able to tell this linear and linearly, but I'll just tell you kind of some of the highlights. Um, that first night I was just like, this is what I want to do forever. And honestly, every single day after that, like just, and it was, it was so such a fun environment to learn in. Um, because first of all, it was gorgeous. And then there was just so much flexibility of like moving around. I was like laying down half the time. I'm such a, I can't stay in the same place when I'm learning or I go insane. And so it was really cool to have the flexibility of just being able to like sit where we want and sometimes sit on the floor and lay on the couch. And like, it was just the coziest experience, but there was multiple times where I was like, this is why I make money so that I can come to things like this. Like it was just, it was so fulfilling. It was so deeply fulfilling. And that's like the biggest way that I can describe it. Um, and what was really interesting with this, and I actually think this has really, this is maybe one of the biggest things that I came away with this 
And Cammie had the same exact, same exact breakthrough. So Cammie is a health coach. Um, she's currently getting trained for personal training. Also, Cammie's my assistant, if you don't know. And also, I'm not related to Cammie. <laughs> Everyone thinks Cammie is my sister too. So Morgan is my sister. She's one of my assistants. I'm related to Morgan. I'm not related to Cammie. I met Cammie as like, I never knew her before she started being my personal assistant, but we've just become besties. So that's just a side note in case you didn't know. Um, but I feel like a lot of times, like when we, me and Cammie have done little in-person workshops or done online trainings, um, she's also thinking about her business. And like, I, I'm always thinking about my business. I'm always trying to bring it back to that. And this experience was so interesting. I mean, it was a mystery school. So it was teaching you about like wizardry. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. It was teaching you about energy is what it was truly teaching you about. Um, and just different ways of manipulating it and embracing it and morphing it into what you want to create in your life. But I still expected to like, be thinking about it towards business, like just applying everything to business. And I'm telling you the entire time, there was maybe a couple of times where I was thinking about business things, but it was more so because I was having to force it. Like I literally was not on that plane of existence. And I actually think the entire week, it was a really hard week for me to stay caught up on things because I was just in this portal where it was like, my business did not exist. And I have never felt that. I have never felt that energy before. I'm always thinking about my business, always getting inspired for my business. I feel like a lot of times I go on trips and the entire time I'm jotting down ideas. I'm jotting down content ideas. I'm posting. And like I, there was a few times that I was scrolling through threads and I was like, I haven't posted for a while, which it's so weird to think of this on threads because it's definitely just supposed to be more like what you're thinking. But I was like, I should post something on threads. And I literally couldn't think of one thing to say. Like I cannot describe this portal that I was in. Which if you had told me that before the trip, I would have been really freaked out. <laughs> I would have been like, wondering like why I wasn't thinking about my business and if this was going to be bad that I was having such this separation and I can tell you coming home I feel more revitalized and excited about things in my business than I have in a long time and so it's inspiring me <laughs> which it's like duh like literally duh but it's really inspiring me to create situations where I'm not thinking about my business because the truth is for me I can't just be like stop thinking about your business like that it doesn't I have to give my mind something else to chew on and so with mystery school we were chewing on so many things like it was literally such intense concepts after the first day me and Cammy were just like our brains literally hurt like it was just the, I mean, the first day was all about non-duality and, you know, the idea that there is no right versus wrong, but it, it went so much deeper than that. And the conversations went so much deeper than that. And so I think my mind was just so busy thinking about all of this stuff that it, there wasn't even any room for my business, which again would have scared me. But when I came home, I don't know if it was the contrast of like, okay, being back home, being back in my space, being back with my routines, but I have like re reignited the excitement for my business and every aspect of my business in a way that I haven't done in a really long time. So that's going to be something that I'm definitely doing is like 
I guess maybe a little bit just releasing the reins, releasing the like tight grip that I think is creativity, but I actually think it's control. I've been calling it like endless creativity for my business, but I think it's just like trying to control it and being afraid that if I let go of the reins, it will fail or, you know, I will run out of ideas. Or I think one for me is that I'll stop. I'll just not want to do it anymore. Right? Like I was really afraid if I fully exhaled and fully went into an experience that, that I would just want to keep exhaling. But it's like, if you exhale, the next thing is an inhale. That's just, that's just the cycle of it all. And so I think I just had been inhaling. Like I just had been like, (gasps) and just keep trying to like bring more energy in without that release. So that was really cool and really surprising. Um, but so like I said, the first day we talked about non-duality, we started with, I don't know if we did movement on that day. I am the type of person who, I don't love guided movement and I don't love like if you're at a some sort of event and they're like everyone dance and they're like jumping up and like clapping and like that's like my most uncomfortable situation ever truly. I only dance if I'm high. (laughs) I love dancing. I love dancing but I don't really love dancing in a way like that where I have to like you know like fake laugh at people and like it's just like not my thing in any way shape or form. So I didn't know there was going to be any type of movement, but this movement, it was more like interpretive dancing and we were telling a story with our bodies and we kept our eyes closed the entire time. I mean, I think everyone did. Um, And it was very slow, expressive music. And I'm telling you, I felt literally high. So we started one of the days with movement, but then the last day we had, it was literally three hours of closing your eyes and dancing. And we were recreating from the time, like who I am now, and then going backward in the timeline and literally going backwards to the beginning of time. And then going back forwards to like reprogram um, and realign ourselves. I'm probably not explaining this perfect, but to reprogram us and set us up um with kind of our origin and really owning that. And we were just doing that through movement. So Layla, who was the other person, which by the way, this was led by Jalisa, who is my astrologer slash coach. And then Layla, who is her business partner. I don't know if they're technically business partners, but I know they do this venture together. So Layla was leading this and she was taking you through the cycles of that. And I'm telling you, I, after I had no idea it had been three hours. I thought it had maybe been one. It had been three hours or maybe two and a half hours. And I felt like I was on mushrooms. I literally did. Like, I almost feel like I was hallucinating, which is so insane. We weren't doing any, we did no plant medicine. There was no drugs involved. Completely sober, a completely sober experience. Um, So that was crazy and wild and really freeing and really fun. Like, it actually was fun. And I feel like, moving my body in a way that I was telling a story and not like trying to look cute or trying to you know fit in with how everybody else is dancing it made me want to do that at home more and just like be looser with the way I move and notice the way I move more so that was a really fun unexpected psychedelic experience again I think this entire trip the things that I loved if you had told me if I, if you had asked me if I wanted to do those things, I would have been like, hell no, that like, I completely don't. But 
I also think that's something that I'm bringing back into my life. I, I create such, such stories of what I do and don't like to do. And I think we do this out of just ease, right? It's like if I just say like, okay, I don't like playing sports, then I get to cross off all these things that I have to think about if I want to do these. But I also think there's, there's a time that like we're siphoning off our magic because we're not letting ourselves explore and not letting ourselves explore new things. And even the way that I was with the city, like I feel like part of this realization helped me open up to the city where the first couple of days I was like hating the food. I was feeling unsafe. I was doing all these things. And so I was like, oh, I don't like this city. And then I was like, no, like you haven't, you've been here for three days. How do you know if you like a city or not? So just noticing that in all the areas of my life and especially like my business, right? So quick, I will be like, oh, I don't like doing that. Or if I had an experience in the past that I didn't like doing it, I assume I'm not going to like doing it in the future. And I do think part of it is like learning learning from your experiences. But if something sounds exciting to you in the moment and maybe you didn't like it in the past, try it again. Like you literally never know when you're a different person today than you were three years ago when you didn't like that thing. Um, so that's a really big thing that I am stepping into. I also think that kind of goes, we talked a lot about identity and the way that we're just fully living out of our identities. And I have an open identity center in human design. And so I don't really have a consistent sense of identity. And so I feel like because of that, I cling even more so to this identity of like, I do this. I don't do this. This is who I am. This is what my business is. And I like create this box for myself because it feels safe because without that box of quote unquote who I am I just feel this openness of energy that feels really hard to contain and what I'm realizing is I don't want to contain it I don't want to contain it in that box and this is something that's been coming up a ton lately because I've noticed my energy completely shift to like where right now and this could change in a week but right now all I'm wanting to do is design things. <laughs> like I even sitting down to record this podcast was a little bit hard because I I feel like my form of expression has kind of shifted to where I'm really excited about design again. I could have never told you that at the beginning of this year. And honestly, I would have been afraid to say that. I would be afraid if this was in this, like to hear that I was doing design again because I had created this identity where being a coach is better than being a designer. This is something that I see so often where somebody is like, some sort of service provider and they're like, I want to make more money. So I'm going to be a coach. And I don't know where that story has come that you can't make as much money as a service provider. It's literally not true. I can tell you because I've had a couple of my biggest months ever doing design work again. Um, but I had just created this story that like being a designer is like being a, um, it's, it just, you don't have the same amount of freedom or whatever. I just created this story around the identity and I didn't realize that I was still holding on to this fear of going all in with that and not even going all in, in the way that I'm like, this is what I do now, but just allowing myself to enjoy it and allowing myself to talk about it and allowing myself to talk about the projects I'm working on. And, um, all of this, I was holding myself back from it because of this identity that I had created where I thought like being a designer wasn't as cool as being a coach. When in reality, it's not even about being a designer or being a coach or being a podcaster or whatever. 
it's just about for me and especially if you're lucky enough to have a personal brand you really have a lot of freedom this way for me it's about doing the next thing that excites me and doing the next thing that I'm really excited to experience and I don't want to be doing that within this identity that I made up I just I don't want to hold myself back that way anymore so that was another really big breakthrough. Um, we talked about purpose a lot and north and south nodes, which I didn't really know this, but um, one of the things that Jaleesa taught, because she's the one that's really into astrology, um, I, I shouldn't even say she's really into astrology. She's like an astrologer genius. Like, that's her thing. She's literally so amazing at it. I'm manifesting her doing some sort of astrology course because I just love the way that she explains things. And I have studied the nodes so much. I mean, I've, I've talked about, I love the book Astrology for the Soul. I've read that so many times. I honestly kind of want to start reading it again just because I'm really excited about the nodes after this. But the way that she explained the nodes is, so it's your purpose. Um, and this doesn't mean that your work has to be that thing. And again, it just was this, this theme that was running through everything where it's like, your work isn't everything. <laughs> your work, your work truly isn't everything. And no matter how excited you are about your business, it's, it's not worth that being the only thing that you do. It's, it's just simply not worth it. And it's, it's not going to thrive if that's the only thing that you're focusing on and the only thing that you're thinking about. So that was really big, just realizing that like I don't have to focus on my business reflecting my purpose. This the north and south nodes are all about your sense of fulfillment. And another thing too is I feel like I had heard like you need to stay away from your south node because the way north and south node works is they're opposites of each other. Not really opposites. That's actually something that she taught us too. But um, I don't know if I should really be relaying this information. I promise you, Jaleesa will tell it better. So get a reading from her. Um, but your south node, you've had the most lifetimes. This is what I think. I think astrology teaches this. This is at least how I've heard it from somebody else. You've had the most lifetimes in this energy. So you really understand how to embody it. The other side of that energy is what you're going to be moving into for fulfillment and it might feel it probably will feel a lot more uncomfortable than than the south node but that's the point and that's like how you step out of your comfort zone um but I had always thought I was supposed to steer clear of my south node but what the truth is with the south node is that's the energy that you actually embody just kind of effortlessly because you do it so well and so it's really just about focusing on that north node, but also looking at the strengths of that south node and realizing that those aren't separate things that you need to be balancing. It's kind of just dancing between both of them. So that was really super interesting. Um, we talked about all sorts of things with like awareness and expanding your awareness, expanding your energetic capacity so that you can manifest, you know, more things into your reality. Um, we talked about choice. There was some really big breakthroughs I had around choice and I don't even think I really know how to describe it yet. And I'm, I'm really experimenting with, this is like my craziest, <laughs> craziest idea yet, but I've noticed that I've kind of been overthinking things a little bit lately and I hate when I'm overthinking. It's like not, 
I'm a very like quick decision maker. And so when I'm overthinking, I'm like something's off. And so I have this idea where (laughs) I don't even know if I'm going to stick with this, but I want to fully embody that. I know that I am that literally everything in my life is happening to bring me exactly what I want and exactly what I'm manifesting. And so I want to do this experiment where like I choose the wrong choice on purpose, quote unquote, wrong choice. So for example, if I'm going back and forth between two options, I want to choose the one that seems like the wrong choice. (laughs) And when I say that, like normally, and this is kind of what I'm wanting to embody, normally those two choices, both of them are amazing options. And so I kind of want to experiment with this of choosing quote unquote wrong choice to show myself that I still get exactly what I want. And it's not about, you know, following these exact right decisions that's going to give us what we want. It's about treating every single decision as if it's bringing you closer to what you want. So that's a little experiment that I'm doing. I mean, I'm not doing it like full I'm not doing it outwardly, but I'm just, whenever I'm like sitting on a decision, I'm like, what feels like the wrong decision or, and not even wrong. I don't know how to describe it because it's not this energy because if something feels like, I mean, I'm not just doing stupid shit. Well, sometimes it is. Sometimes it is stupid shit, but I think it's maybe leaning more towards the answer that feels scary, but it's not even that. I can't even describe it in a way that I give it a system or I give it a name. It's just like whatever the answer, whatever the the question is, whatever the things I'm deciding between, I just choose one and move on with my life and don't think about anything besides choosing one. And if I tell myself it's the wrong answer, that's also okay. And I'm still going to get what I want. So that's kind of some interesting wacky energy that I'm playing with. Um, I'm trying to think of if there was anything else specifically that came up. I mean, there was so much. There was literally so much. Like I said, the, the talk around choice, um, that was really, really blowing my mind. I'm, I'll share more about it. I think as I continue this experiment, which is kind of being reckless with my choices. And as I really notice these choices coming up in my life. Um, but I think too, a little bit of what I'm realizing is I think I'm really self-aware of my actions, but I'm not super self-aware of my energy. So for example, I know how much I've done in a day. I know if I've taken all the actions I need to, but I don't really notice as much. Like what was my vibe throughout the day? And did I act like a victim of my vibe or did I realize that I could change the frequency of what I was existing in? I don't know if any of this is making sense. (laughs) It's also late at night. It's not that late. Um, But I'm just getting caught up on everything. And so I feel like my mind is still kind of a little bit mushy. But I just wanted to reflect on this experience before before I integrated and just kind of forgot about everything that had happened. I had such huge goals during this, um, trip. I was like, I'm going to blog every single day. I'm going to take pictures with like my nice camera. Like I'm going to completely document all of this. And like I said, I literally got to London and I entered in a portal where nothing really existed. Like literally nothing. It was so hard for me to even get just content on my phone, which is not normal. Like normally I love taking pictures and I just like tapped out. I I don't know how to describe it. I was literally in like a different 
a different world. So I just wanted to share a little bit of, of what came through for that. Um, so yeah, now I'm working on a lot of exciting projects. I have a ton of exciting projects going on with my clients design wise and strat strategy wise, kind of some social strategy I'm working on with them. Um, design school is opening really, really soon. It might be open when you're listening to this. If not, it'll be opening in the next couple of days. This is going to be the first live round of design school that I have ever run. So I've done like critiques and stuff and I don't want to tell you too much. I don't want to spoil the surprise. I've done live critiques, but this is just going to be a whole, a whole different experience. So I'm really excited about this. It just, I love the way, I love the way that when you go all in with your energy, everything reflects it back to you. So like the fact that I'm really loving designing right now and really loving working with clients in this way and helping them just truly create like the most sleigh brands that you've ever seen, then it's reflecting back to me that like, oh my God, okay, time to launch design school. Like, and I actually like what came first, the chicken or the egg, I was planning on launching design school this fall. And then all of this fell into place. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know which came first. They feel very coincided, but I just, I love the way the energy works. And I'm really experimenting with that on a more ethereal level. So not as like solid and logical. I'm really trying to kind of let go of the grip of that, which I have so much experience of that working in the past. I've never been able to force my way through or overthink my way through to my next level. It always happens randomly spur of the moment when I am just letting it flow. And so I'm just embracing that even more. Um, Cammy's already manifested some crazy shit since we've gotten home. Um, I've manifested some really cool things too. I'm not going to share too much of it because I want to wait until everything is like settled into place. But I'm already noticing such a big shift in my energy, even on the way home. So our flight ended up getting canceled. It was supposed to be, a, I think, a 10-hour flight home. Our flight got canceled, and we got rescheduled to... It was a straightaway. Like, there was a London to Salt Lake flight. Our flight got canceled. We got rescheduled to one that had a layover in Detroit. So it was nine hours to Detroit, and then we had a five-hour layover, and then four hours... Um, to Salt Lake. So it nearly doubled our travel time. And yes, of course, we were like kind of complaining, but normally energetically that would send me for a loop. Like I would be so anxious. I would be so overwhelmed. I would be, I would just be like a little bitch about it. And we were so calm. Like we read a couple books. I don't know. It was just noticing that shift in our energy at the end of a trip when you're freaking exhausted and how different things already felt was really cool really really cool and I'm hoping that I can keep experiencing things like that to keep me in this space where I'm able to just fully consciously interact with life because I feel like that is what mystery school taught me the most so anyways it 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 was an amazing, it was an amazing experience going to mystery school. It was an amazing experience in London. And I'm just really excited to live my life. 
<laughs> it sounds so silly, but like I threw like a little Halloween party and it ended up being so crazy. And anyways, it was, it was so fun. And I was just like, I never do things like this. Like I never, I feel like I always have an excuse for why I can't do something or I'm working. And I think part of that is like me just being freaking autistic, honestly, <laughs> like hating, hating anything social, but there's definitely times that I like it. And there's definitely, um, people that I like to hang out with that I don't have to mask around. And so I feel like just really embracing that and not even, here's the thing. It's not even for the purpose of making my business grow. I think that that right there is where it feels like this truly clicked into place before when I was like, quote unquote, having fun. And this, I mean, I'm being really dramatic here. This is who I am. I'm a dramatic person, but it feels like before a lot of times when I was having fun or traveling or learning something new or whatever, I, I was never just doing it for the sake of doing it. I was doing it hoping it would help my business or hoping it would help me make more money. Even as like a little kid, like I remember everything in my life was focused around like making money, you know, figuring out a way to like sell this or do this. I just was always focused on that. And like, honestly, I'm at this place now where I'm like, I just want to do it because I want to do it. I don't fucking care if it makes my business more money like that. That's not the point of it. And I want to just be that with every single thing in life. Like, I want to just post on Instagram to post on Instagram, not because I'm trying to sell something. I want to record a podcast just to record a podcast, not because I'm trying to sell something. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to do a call to action at the end of something. Like, I'm still doing that. But I want to do a call to action just to do a call to action. <laughs> like, instead of thinking of, like, I'm doing this thing because I want to create this thing, I feel like that has just made me lose the the magic and all of these things that I really love doing in my business because they're so tied to like a result or some sort of um what's the word that I'm looking for some sort of condition like it's like I'm posting on Instagram so that I gain more followers that creates this relationship where it's like, if those followers don't reflect back immediately, then I'm bitter towards that action. I think it's maybe just like a little bit of project or a lot of bit of projector bitterness where I've been trying to control everything and it has been not fun, <laughs> not fun for me at all. And so what I'm going to work on controlling is what I actually can control. And that is just fully committing to whatever it is that I'm doing, whatever that action is that I'm taking. So that's a little recap, <laughs> a little sporadic recap. Like I said in the beginning, I know I'm missing so, so much. I literally know I'm missing so much. Um, but, but that's what's coming through. So I, I will trust that. Um, if you loved this episode, I would love to know. I don't feel like this is the type of episode that you're going to be like, this was life-changing considering I was just like updating you on kind of some of my breakthroughs, but I would still love to know if you liked this episode and... I think that's it. Like I said, design school is opening for enrollment soon. Black Friday is coming up. So... I hope you're having fun planning your promotions and whatever the fuck you're going to do. Um, I have a little training that I'm thinking of 
maybe turning into a podcast episode. It was a bonus training in Million Dollar Brand Academy about like Black Friday marketing. And now I'm like, maybe I turn that into a bonus episode because I feel like we all need a little like kick in the ass to make us excited for Black Friday because it's all in your energy. Literally everything is energy and it reflects back to you. And so if you're just doing a sale because you're like feeling blah about your business, it's not going to feel as fun as doing a sell to be fully committed and fully excited about this sell and throw like the best coolest party on the internet. So I don't know, maybe I'll make it available as a podcast episode or maybe I'll post it on YouTube or something that feels fun. So follow me on Instagram for more details on that. Okay. I love you. I'm going to go to bed. I'm, I'm slowly catching up on my sleep, catching up on my to-do list. And I'm going to do that just for the hell of doing it, not because I'm trying to create some condition around it. Okay, I will talk to you soon. Bye.